Hey listeners, welcome to UPSC Happy Hour with me, your host Archana. In this episode, we will learn about fundamental rights. We will discuss about fundamental rights in and out thoroughly. So, as we know that from the title itself, fundamental rights are very very important for every human existing on this planet. It could be India or it could be any other part of the world. And for a person to live you know in peace and harmony some rights are needed and thus some rights are being called as fundamental rights and these fundamental rights are enshrined in our constitution under part 3 these fundamental rights are tagged under article 12 to 35 part 3 of indian constitution and please remember the spirit of uh, you know having fundamental rights is being derived from constitution of united states where it is called as bill of rights Part three of the Indian Constitution is always described as Magna Carta of India. It has a you know a huge list of justiciable fundamental rights. In fact, you must know that our fundamental rights are more elaborative than the fundamental rights in any other part of the world or any other country in the world, including United States. Though. we have borrowed from united states again i repeat our fundamental rights are more elaborative than the fundamental rights as mentioned under united states and the best thing is these fundamental rights are guaranteed by the constitution to all the persons without any discrimination to uphold the equality of the individuals to maintain the dignity of the individual and also to hold the public interest the larger public interest and unity of the nation so the objective of these fundamental rights are to promote you know the idea of political difference and also it helps us you know to put a check on the authoritarian and uh, despotic rule in india and also to protect the liberties and freedoms of the people against the invasion by the state see when we had british rule in india we were deprived of this fundamental rights though it is our country though it was our soil though it is our place of birth still we were not allowed to have some rights we were not allowed to uh, you know uh, cherish our uh, you know interests so all our interests and you know our ideas are been framed under this fundamental rights in order to establish a society where the government will make sure people are enjoying the rights for themselves and living in harmony and fundamental rights are named you know because they are been guaranteed they are been it's not uh, you know simple the word as rights it is named as fundamental rights because uh, they are guaranteed and protected by the constitution which is the fundamental law of the land and also please understand we are calling them as fundamental because uh, they play a major role in our overall development of all the individuals so in this episode we will learn about all these fundamental rights there would be a continuance episodes uh, uh, covering the fundamental rights in detail so let's begin it and for initially when the constitution was framed in the year 1949 we had tagged as right to equality article 14 to 18 right to freedom article 19 to 22 
right against exploitation article 23 to 24 right to freedom of religion article 25 to 28 cultural and educational rights article 29 to 30 right to property tagged under article 31 and right to constitutional remedies tagged as article 32 for your information the right to property was deleted you know from the list of the fundamental rights by 44th amendment 1978 and also make a note that right to property is no longer a fundamental right instead it is made a legal right under article 300a you know under part 12 of the same constitution so as on today we have only six fundamental rights so in this episode in this new segment we will understand what are the features of the fundamental rights and also we will understand like about each and every right in detail with the exceptions stay tuned keep listening to upsc happy hour with me your host archna signing off hey listeners welcome to upsc happy hour with me your host archna in this segment we are going to learn about features of fundamental rights in the previous segment we understood the you know the uh, prep work or prep talk about fundamental rights and here we'll understand what are the important features of fundamental rights i want to make a note to all the uh, listeners that ki we will record you know i i will try to record all the you know parts all the fundamental rights in you know individual uh, segments so that it would be easy for you to pick up the episode whichever you want to listen so let's begin so what are the important features of fundamental rights you know the constitution guarantees uh, uh fundamental rights to all of us as we know that under article 12 to 35 uh, uh, under part 3 of the indian constitution borrowed from the united states constitution right so these fundamental rights you know have some features uh, or, or we should say that they are being characterized as below or i should say they are having some unique characteristics uh, which help us to understand these features helps us to understand the nature and also the limitations of the fundamental rights okay again i repeat this features enable us to understand what are the characteristics and what are the limitations as well so that we can use our fundamental rights within that limitations only so let's begin the first and foremost important feature of the fundamental rights is uh, these rights you know the some of the fundamental rights we all knew that we have six fundamental rights as on today you know some of these fundamental rights are available only to the citizens uh, while some fundamental rights are available to all the people again i repeat some of them are available only to the citizens please make a note of this and some of the fundamental rights are available only to the persons to available to all the persons whether these persons are citizens foreigners or legal persons or corporations that doesn't matter it is available for everyone and the next important feature is tama very 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 important because the fundamental rights are not absolute they are qualified 
please understand many a people i have seen many youngsters and you know people talking or they come on to the social media and they say that fundamental rights i do have fundamental rights it's my fundamental right it's my freedom of speech and expression and so they talk all nonsense over the social media or not nonsense i should say something which is very uh, illogical without a, a proper uh, you know structure of uh, uh, talking they talk something very random irrelevant please understand yes we do have fundamental rights but these fundamental rights are not absolute but qualified when i say not absolute means they are not 100% available uh, fundamental rights do really have certain limitations and restrictions trust me these restrictions can be imposed by the government whenever it is needed wherever it is needed and these restrictions also need to be reasonable and it is or it needs to be not and they are not decided by the courts but the government will impose them so the main objective of having this restrictions is to make sure that there is a balance between the right of the individual and also to uh, you know have the control over the society or the social control and also to maintain the harmony of the control example see i do have freedom of speech and expression so it doesn't mean that i can i can uh, you know i can uh, uh, speak ill about uh, uh, other people of the society or other gender or other religion or other caste i cannot do that though i do have that freedom of speech and expression so it means that you can you have to make conversations or you have to give statements uh, which actually you know uh uh maintain the harmony of the society you cannot disturb the you cannot break the unity of the society that is what we say that the fundamental rights are not absolute but they are qualified in nature very important very important unfortunately many of the educated people they miss this point that we do have certain limitations on the fundamental rights yes it's quite obvious not everyone will go through the constitution so you have to understand that key fundamental rights are not absolute instead they are qualified many of the people they don't you know they don't want to see that word qualified they don't like that word restriction so they stick themselves to you know the fundamental rights and they are not interested to see the other side of the story where we do have the restrictions on the fundamental rights right i hope you got it and the third one is all of the fundamental rights are available against you know the arbitrary action of the state however you know the beauty is some of these fundamental rights are also available against the action of private individuals also right you can screw up a private person also you can you can you know take action against an individual also so it is not that always these fundamental rights are used to stand against the government or stand against the arbitrary action taken by the government uh, but you can use them to uh, you know fight uh, i should not say fight rather than uh, you know to take action of that a private individual who is actually troubling you also right and the next moving on to the next characteristic you know some of the fundamental rights again i say not all some of the fundamental rights are negative in nature in the senses they place limitations on the state of the authority in the senses fundamental rights itself you know restricts the uh, government that is the beauty of indian fundamental rights 
one side it seems to be one side it seems to be very uh, one side it seems to be available for us all the time but we are making the government to put restrictions on the fundamental rights likewise some of the fundamental rights also have the power to limit the government itself uh, that is why some of the fundamental rights are negative in nature and some of the fundamental rights are positive in nature giving privileges you know conferring privileges on the people wow what a balance now now the next one is the fundamental rights are justiciable whenever you see the word justiciable you need to understand that it enables the people to move to the courts you know for their inf- enforcement uh, if and when they are violated it means if someone is trying to trying to violate your fundamental rights you always have the power to move to the courts for their execution or their implementation that is why we call the fundamental rights as justiciable and also the fundamental rights are defended and guaranteed by the supreme court man supreme court one of the objectives is always to make sure our fundamental rights are implemented whenever you go to the court mark my word see if you approach a supreme court that there is an issue probably they may not look into it but in the you know not look into it in a very uh, in a very short notice or in a very uh, immediate ma- immediate basis but when you say that your fundamental right has been deprived trust me the case would be immediately taken up by the supreme court so it means that the aggrieved person whoever fundamental rights have been deprived he can directly go to the supreme court and he need not necessarily actually reach the supreme court uh you know uh, by the way of appealing in the sense is uh, uh, if at all i uh, if at all my fundamental rights are violated there is no such rule that i need to fight the case from the lower courts that is from the uh, you know from the high courts to supreme court i need not do that i can directly file a case in the supreme court that is a power of the fundamental rights being given by the constitution wow and the next one is the fundamental rights are not permanent oh man this is the philosophy of life no fundamental right is permanent no one is permanent likewise the fundamental rights are also not permanent they are they are they are sorry they are permanent uh, you know they can be amended also please understand they can be removed they can be altered they can be amended that is a real that is the reason we say the fundamental rights are not permanent you know that's the reason uh, you know the constitution is having that amending power under article 368 however however please understand uh, you know the fundamental rights but though we say that they are not permanent in nature but the supreme court has given an extra you know i should say it's more of like a uh, uh, a firewall is around the fundamental rights uh, in the name of the basic structure so no one can change your fundamental rights i mean fundamental rights can be repealed and amended but by not affecting the basic structure of the constitution this is what you have to understand this basic structure this concept of basic structure is the firewall being developed by the uh, you know supreme court in order to protect some of the laws uh, mentioned or also that laws even covers even our fundamental rights so please understand that uh, the fundamental rights are uh, uh can be you know they can be amended by parliament by only a constitutional amendment act 
but not by an ordinary act you can not just do like that you need to move a constitutional amendment act in the parliament then only it can be amended which shows that amending the fundamental rights is not as easy like you know uh, uh, you know repealing the articles in the constitution repealing amending adding uh, uh, i should not say adding i should say repealing and curtailing the fundamental rights is not easy like how we do with the other articles it's a stringent process where we have to go with the constitutional amendment act wow philosophy of life that is the fundamental rights are not permanent nothing is permanent right now also the next thing is ah uh, this is you know important when i say they are not permanent this is one example where you can say the where you can even uh, up you know uh, accept it logically that the fundamental rights when we say they are not permanent in the sense is we have chances of suspending them also yes which is true yes the fundamental rights can be suspended during national emergency and please remember all the fundamental rights can be suspended during national emergency except article 20 and article 21 very 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 important uh, all the fundamental rights can be suspended during national emergency except article 20 20 and 21 further the six uh, rights guaranteed by article 19 can also be suspended means under ni- article 19 we do have article 19 1 clause e clause b like that we do have six uh, sub clauses which also can be suspended when there is an emergency declared on the grounds of war and external aggression that is nothing but when we do have a situation of internal emergency uh, uh, sorry when we do have a situation of external emergency uh, you know we can even suspend this article 19 and remember if you if you if you can if you can recollect the salient features of indian constitution suspension of fundamental rights during emergencies is a feature which has been borrowed from the constitution of germany right german constitution is having that feature and we have picked up from there and we have applied it here also so finally the fundamental rights can be suspended during national emergency except article 20 and 21 in case of you know internal uh, sorry in case of external emergencies even article 19 also can be suspended moving on uh, the scope of operation you know, the, the scope of operation means the fundamental right scope of operation is being limited by article 31a and article 31b and also article 31c which we will discuss in later just understand that the scope of the fundamental rights is not absolute they are not uh, you know implemented everywhere no you can even stop them how can you stop them is by article 31a 31b and 31c which we will discuss in coming episodes in detail also the fundamental rights are not you know uh, are restricted i should not say not it sh- the fundamental rights are restricted by the parliament to the members of the armed forces para- paramilitary forces police forces intelligence forces and other services uh, and auxiliary services for them the fundamental rights have been restricted by the parliament very 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 important this uh, this feature this feature of parliament restricting the fundamental rights especially for these services is mentioned under article 33 of indian constitution under the fundamental rights itself so though we say that fundamental rights are available to all 
please understand it is not a, a valid statement fundamental rights are not available for all instead they have been restricted uh, you know to certain groups in the country those groups are nothing but the members of the armed forces paramilitary forces police forces and intelligence agencies also and the beauty is i should not say the beauty but uh, here here comes you know that the application the fundamental rights application can be restricted while the martial law is in force in any area oh my god you can the fundamental rights can be restricted under article 34 again i repeat wherever you have military rule your fundamental rights can be restricted and please understand this is not same like national emergency it is a very different from national emergency so don't get confused martial law is nothing but military rule and uh, the areas where the military rule is uh, happening there your fundamental rights will not be made zero instead you will have restrictions yeah you'll have fundamental rights but they they would be of restricted mode okay and uh, the last feature of the fundamental rights is most of them are directly enforceable right it means they they are self executory you don't need an act to get it implemented but there are certain laws where you need there are certain fundamental rights which are not self executory instead you need a law you know to implement them example uh, article 17 prohibition of untouchability though it is a fundamental right though it is your fundamental right that untouchability uh, not to be uh, ha- not to happen untouchability is prohibited in india but it cannot happen it cannot be it is not a self executory uh, right so we have to make sure that in untouchability is prohibited through an act that is where we have uh, civil protection rights act and also we have scst atrocities prevention act uh, you know all these rights are actually enabling us to implement that article 17 which makes us to understand that all the fundamental rights are not self executory in nature some of the fundamental rights really need push to be implemented right so this is all is about the features of indian constitution in the coming segments we would be discussing about each and every article in detail stay tuned keep listening to upsc happy hour with me your host archana signing off jai hind Hey listeners, welcome to UPSC Happy Hour with me, your host Archana. In this segment, we will learn the fundamental rights in detail, right from the beginning, that is Article 12 to 35. When we understood or when there was an introduction about fundamental rights, we know that fundamental rights exist from Article 14 to 32. But we have to learn about Article 12, 13, Article 33, 34. 34 and 35 as well so from this segment we will learn from article 12 also i would like to mention you that the features of the fundamental rights have been discussed in the previous segment for those who have missed please check that segment learn about the features of the fundamental rights then you will understand what we are going through each and every article so let's begin article 12 it actually mentions about the definition of the state in the census article 
12 helps us to understand what do you mean by state that will be used in different provisions concerning the fundamental rights. Means uh, when, when we see something related to fundamental rights and if you see the word state, what does it mean is mentioned under this article 12. According to article 12, state includes government, parliament of India. When I say government, it includes executive, legislative organs of the union government. Also, state includes government and legislatures of the state, that is state governments, that is the executive and legislative organs of the state government. And also local authorities, that is municipalities, panchayats, district boards, improvement trusts, etc. And also all the other authorities which actually are statutory and non-statutory in nature. Like example, we have LIC, ONGC, all these companies, you know, they are, you know, they, they are companies, but uh, they also represent the government. So, according to Article 12, state includes government and all its agencies which are working on behalf of government. The definition is to be very clear because if you understand the definition of the state, you will understand about Article 13, which we are going to discuss. Now, please remember... It is known fact that whenever government frames laws that challenges your fundamental rights or that violates your fundamental rights, you can immediately approach the courts. And please, according to the Supreme Court, even a private body, very important, make an underline on this, even a private body or an agency which is working as an instrument of the state, means as an instrument of the government, also falls under the meaning of state under article 12 in summary if i need to say what is a state is state is nothing but government and all its agencies including private agencies which are working on behalf of the government i hope it's clear now what is Article 13? Because if you understand Article 12, now you'll understand what is Article 13 and the connection between Article 12 and 13. Article 13, according to Article 13, this is very, very important actually. Very important and very powerful article. Article 13 declares that all laws, I'm saying it again, all laws that are inconsistent or those laws which actually you know, derogates or violates any of our fundamental rights shall be declared void and null. Means, if government is legislating laws and if those laws are actually violating our fundamental rights, we have the power to approach, you know, the courts or the judiciary and the courts are also empowered to declare such laws as you know unconstitutional and invalid very very important means article 13 is enabling the judiciary to review those articles uh, to review those laws which are actually violating fundamental rights and if you remember the primary duty of judiciary in india is to upguard it, it is to guard our fundamental rights to uphold our fundamental rights means uh, the judiciary in India must make sure that no one actually violates your fundamental rights. 
it could be a state government it could be a central government no one can could, you know no one can actually violate your fundamental rights now this article 13 can we say that it is implying judicial review can you understand can we deduce that logic that article 13 is nothing but the judicial review power of the, the courts yes it is judicial review article 13 is nothing but judicial review but please understand you don't find this word judicial review in article 13 but it implies judicial review only so according to article 13 all laws means all those permanent laws enacted by parliament or the state legislatures temporary laws like ordinances issued by the president and state governments and also the statutory instruments you know like orders bylaws rules regulations and notifications even if the notifications are uh, you know in violation with your fundamental rights yes you can make them void and null and not only the legislative sources of law even the non legislative sources of law that is custom or usage having the force of law and any of these if they are trying to if any of these are trying to violate our fundamental rights trust me you can challenge them in the court and automatically if if the court feels that they are actually violating your fundamental rights they can be declared as void and null wow very powerful indeed okay though it seems to be not highlighted one very very powerful means you are having someone actually to check or to make sure your rights are not violated wow also you know that article 13 further declares that a constitutional amendment is not a law and hence cannot be challenged remember this understand the logic article 13 actually declares that constitutional amendment is not a law and hence cannot be challenged uh why why you are saying like this is because if at all constitutional amendment is not part of a law even if that amendment is violating fundamental rights you cannot challenge in the court right so there is a scope for the government to make laws in some scenarios where they will violate the fundamental rights but supreme court is very smart supreme court in case one in the bharati case has stated that even constitutional amendments can be challenged in the courts on the grounds uh, uh, you know that it violates a fundamental right because an amendment is part it is basically the part of basic structure of constitution so the parliament is like a bap or the supreme court is now bap ka bap like parliament tried to be very smart of not allowing constitutional amendment uh, you know as has declared constitutional amendment as not part of a law but supreme court very smartly has uh, you know come up with a solution saying that it is a part of the law and it can be challenged uh, you know if it is violating the fundamental rights and this decision by supreme court is taken in case manand bharati case so what do you understand now when you have a clarity what do you mean by state under article 12 then you will understand like article 13 whichever laws prepared by the state can be violated if they are if they can be challenged if they are violating the fundamental rights that is a interconnection between article 12 to 13 the students or you know the aspirants are expected to learn article 
13 and 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 you know try to connect these two articles then you will understand the power of fundamental right right so this is what is about article 12 and 13 in the coming segment we will discuss in detail right from article 14 to 18 that is right to equality uh, right to freedom right against exploitation right to freedom of religion cultural and educational rights right to constitutional remedies is what we will discuss in detail hope you enjoyed this keep listening stay tuned to upsc happy hour with me your host archana signing off Hey listeners welcome to UPSC happy hour with me your host Archana in this segment today we are going to learn about the next part of the fundamental rights where we will be discussing about each and every article in detail in the previous segments we understood about article 12 and 13 also it is important to know that the real fundamental rights begins from article 14 to 32 so Today we are going to learn right from article 14. Before learning about article 14 or before understanding about article 14, we need to know that we do have six major fundamental rights sanctioned by Indian constitution. That is right to equality that from article 14 to 18, right to freedom from article 19 to 22, right against exploitation granted under article 23 to 24. right to freedom of religion sanctioned under article 25 to 28 cultural and educational rights headed under article 29 to 30 and the most important one is right to constitutional remedies article 32 when we adopted the constitution in 1949 it is not that we just had only six fundamental rights we had seven fundamental rights in total including right to property article 31 however this article that is right to property was repealed by 44th constitutional amendment act 1978 it means that the right to property is being removed from the heading of you know fundamental rights and it is made a legal right under article 300a so right to property is no longer a fundamental right instead it is a legal right with this as on today we do have six major fundamental rights been granted under the various headings that is right to equality right to freedom right against exploitation right to freedom of religion cultural and educational rights right to constitutional remedies so as part of our learning we need to understand each and every article in detail So let's begin our episode. So, right to equality. Under right to equality, the first fundamental right we would be knowing about is Article fourteen, that is equality before law and equal protection of laws. What do you mean by this? According to this article, in a very simple language, if I need to explain you, that all should be treated equally before the law in the sense is. the court will treat everyone equal 
that's how you could find the instances uh, where uh, the courts would even ask the prime ministers and even prime minister or even the chief minister to respond in certain in the senses it will when it comes to the matters of public issues uh, the court will treat everybody equal and uh, when that person is out of their position they will become more equal they will be, they will be equivalent to a common man so equality before law means uh, state shall not deny to any person equality before law or equal protection of law within the territory of india and please remember this article 14 is available to all the persons living in india whether they are citizens or foreigners so when i say shall not deny to any person person means person here doesn't mean only you and me it includes legal persons statutory corporations companies registered societies any person who are legally registered to be treated equally before law So article 14 comprises two parts for your understanding please please make sure you make a uh, you know uh, what do you call is running notes or something like that article 14 you have two kinds two parts of the story one is equality before law and the other one is the other side is equal protection of law equality before law is a concept of british origin okay and uh, and uh, the other part equal protection of law is based on american constitution so equality before law means uh, the absence of any special privileges in favor of any person means uh, the court will not give any special exemptions to any person because all are equal before law the same thing is the equal subjection of all the all the persons to the ordinary of the land administered by ordinary law courts in the senses they need to be treated equally to the ordinary law which is administered by ordinary courts in simple in common language or i should say desi language mein agar bolna hai to aap rich ho ya poor ho or high ho low official non official koi bhi law ke upar nahi hai no person is above law whether you are rich poor high low official or non official you are the same whether it is ambani or whether it is bambani all are equal before law in the sense is no one is above law this is nothing but called as equality before law please may understand this you might hear people saying that there is no equality in india people talk about you know the court showing the discrimination please understand it is not about the discrimination it is about how you are going to see we do have very good laws in india our constitution itself is the biggest constitution and the largest constitution in the world not just that we do have so many uh, you know legislations for the governance for the protection of the people not just the people we do have legislations even for the protection of animals and uh, you know even the trees as well the only thing is how we are going to use it when we are going to use it how the utilization is happening that is where the question comes in so all you need is uh, you know you should have the patience to look into the uh, legislation properly and you should enforce that legislation in favor of you right this is where the <clears throat> differentiation comes in you know that is the point or else all are equal before law in india 
as per the constitution even the law all the legislations are were framed in such a way that they would be you know giving the protection to the uh, victim or to the aggrieved party right now coming back to article 14 the second concept of article 14 is equal protection of law what do you mean by this equal protection of law in equal conditions so equal protection of law in equal conditions means uh, the 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 like should be treated like without any discrimination means uh, uh, you know for example a girl murdered a boy in process of you know protecting her protecting her uh, from his atrocities or a boy is trying to rape a girl and so the girl killed him which is nothing but self defense right this self defense case cannot be made equivalent to a case where the murder happened pre- with a pre plan of uh, the, uh, there uh, cannot be made equivalent with a pre plan murder right so a pre plan murder cannot be made equivalent to a self defense case that is what is called as unequal conditions we should have equal law in equal protection of law in equal conditions in the sense is two self defense cases can be made equal two pre plan murder cases can be made equal but a self defense case and a pre plan murder case cannot be made equivalent because the situations are not the same in such scenario the law also will not be the same which doesn't mean that there is an inequality in the law we have to maintain equality in equal conditions so please understand that ki equality before equal equal protection of law means the equality of treatment under equal circumstances both in the matters of privileges comfort and liabilities imposed by the laws we have to make sure that you have that equal protection of law with matter of the liabilities as well as the privileges also the similar you know application of the same laws to all the persons who are similarly situated so same law should be applied to all the people in the same condition as i told you self defense case cannot be made equivalent to a pre planned murder right so the supreme court held that where equals and unequals are different are treated differently article 14 does not apply so while article 14 forbids class legislation it permits reasonable classification of persons uh, objects and transactions by law means in some conditions you see there is a classification of laws objects and the persons because article 14 forbids that and uh, also it, it permits you know uh, uh, even the classification uh, you know uh, should not be that classification should not be arbitrary and artificial but rather it should be based on you know differentiable substantial distinction intelligently you know, you know intellectual differentiation should happen right so in an or in a simple manner for the common person to understand that equal conditions law should be equal all people whether rich or poor whether you are ambani or bambani that doesn't matter you are treated equal before law this is what is simply article 14 now this concept rule of law which is equality before law as i told you we do have two parts equality before law is something based on a concept called as rule of law from british this uh, rule of law is majorly propounded by av dicey the british jurist okay and he said that 
rule of law means absence of arbitrary power uh, that is no man can be punished except for breach of a law if you are violating a law then only you should be punished you cannot be punished for socially and uh, uh, you know morally wrong uh, offenses things uh, you should be punished only for the breach of law if there is no breach of law even though that scenario seems to be morally wrong, wrong still we cannot punish you that is what is called as rule of law and also equality before law means equal subjection of all citizens to the ordinary of the land ordinary law of the land administered by ordinary law courts in the sense is all the courts need to treat you equally and also the major thing is the rights of the individuals you know uh, you know they need to be they need to be implemented they need to be enforced by the courts of law rather than the constitution so please understand your fundamental your rights to be enforced by the courts of law rather than the constitution this is what is being defined as a you know equality before law by av dicey with a concept of rule of law right and so supreme court you know used this rule of law okay it understood what is rule of law and it has embodied this uh, rule of law in article 14 which is being considered as a basic feature of the indian constitution which cannot be destroyed by any amendment so trust me it's a basic feature when it is a basic feature no one in the country can touch that basic feature as being propounded by the supreme court so you understand the sanctity of article 14 being protected made sure it has been implemented is what is the point you need to understand you need to get to this now we all knew the basic feature of in the basic features of fundamental rights are ki the fundamental rights are not absolute they do have limitations they do have exceptions right likewise even article 14 do have certain exceptions it is not absolute what are those exceptions first thing is the president of india and the governor of the states they enjoy immunities what do you mean by immunities here immunities means the president of the or the governor they are not answerable to any court on any court while exercising and performing their powers and duties while they are in the office in the sense is no one you and me no one can question about their official powers and duties while they are exercising in the capacity of president or governor second thing is no criminal proceedings can be initiated or continued against the president or the governor in any court during their term at office means while they are working as a president or governor you cannot initiate any criminal proceedings against them one it means what do you mean by that once they are out of their term yeah you can do anything you can call them to the court that is how our ex prime minister manmohan singh was called by cba court regarding the 2g spectrum case as long as he was prime minister when he was prime minister there was no uh, calling him to the court but once he was out of that position he was immediately called by the supreme by the cbi court you can check it out or verify it so that is what is as long as you are holding that official position no criminal proceeding case can be initiated against the president or governor also 
no process for the arrest or the imprisonment of the president or governor shall be issued from any court during their terms also no civil proceedings against the president or governor can be instituted during their term of the office in any court in any court irrespective you know in any respect of uh, uh, acts they have done in their personal capacities uh, you know, once once they <clears throat> leave that uh, you know job i should say that position once they once they step down as a president or a governor yeah then you can initiate any proceedings right and also please understand uh, the other immunities they do have is uh, no member of parliament shall be liable to any proceedings in any court irrespective of anything said or any vote given by him in the parliament or any other committee so parliament may agar tumhara mp government ke favor se vote kiya hai to you cannot file a case saying why my my uh, you know mp has voted in favor of it you cannot do that if you don't like that bill or don't like the law still you cannot go to the court and file a case on that saying that they have raised their hands or they are <coughs> in favor of uh, you know that particular law or legislation and also no member of the legislature of the state also shall be liable <clears throat> to any proceedings in any court uh, or any vote given by him in the legislature like how it is applicable to the parliament the same concept is even applicable to the state legislature and lastly no person shall be liable to any civil or criminal proceedings in any court irrespective of uh, in respect of a publication in a newspaper or any proceedings of either house of the parliament or either house of the legislature means agar koi newspaper kuch bakwas likha hai to means if any newspaper has uh, published or written an article saying that so and so minister is like that so and so minister has done like this bolke agar if at all any newspaper publishes an article based on that you cannot initiate any civil or criminal proceedings uh, uh, you know uh, against the members of this parliament or the state legislature also right and uh, please understand that our you know diplomats our agencies uh, our diplomat agencies or i should say our uh, uh, foreign diplomats uh, our uh, ambassadors i should say our ambassadors and the diplomats also do enjoy the immunity from criminal and civil proceedings so this is what is all about article 14 is uh, article 14 of indian constitution that is equality before law and equal protection of law in equal conditions just try to apply uh, understand the concept and apply in your daily life uh, it would be very easy for you to correlate uh, you know for better understanding so in the next segment we would be discussing about article 15 Stay tuned. Keep listening to me, UPSC Happy Hour, with your host Achna. Signing off. Jai Hind.